He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story out of nowhere. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 114 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined by Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey Barry. James, how's it going? Good. Uh, thanks for all the feedback by uh, by you guys on Twitter. Our handle is at podcastgts. The email is a goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com and you'll find us on Game Golf under James Richardson and Barry O'Hanrahan. Um, so Barry, you've had a very, very busy weekend of golf, and uh, the rest of the podcast is basically going to be taken up with this. So, um. so we had uh, I had at no laying up over for the weekend. Um, I mean, anybody who doesn't follow him on Twitter, it's uh, it's a brilliant account. Uh, no holes barred, uh, very entertaining all the way through the week. Um, so Chris behind that came over for the weekend. He's living in Amsterdam. Flew into Dublin Airport. I picked him up um, mid morning. We drove straight to the island, which is out in North Dublin along the coast. For anybody that doesn't know it, um, the island is an awesome links track. Quite large dunes, not quite as large as our favourites in Carn, but quite substantial all the same. Um, the island holds a an Open Championship qualifying event every year. So this was held the Monday before we played on Friday. So the course is in fantastic condition. Wind was up, we had a couple of showers of rain and um, had a very enjoyable round altogether. Um, got to give thanks to Chris McCourt who set it up, a listener of the show. Um, we had a really enjoyable day. So, it, uh, you know, that was nice. Kick it off on Friday. Went home and a uh, big day ahead then on the Saturday morning. We played the K Club Palmer course as the Ryder Cup was held there in 2006. And Chris was all about getting revenge for the USA for losing to us. Um, God, back he then. has a lot of revenge to get. Really, 10 he? years. Like, just let it go. Like, but well, I made all the other ones that they've lost. Oh, You'll have a lot of golf courses to play if there that are, the case. There are a few, yeah. Well, um, in You'd recent be happy times. to go to Medina, I'm sure. I, 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 I could struggle through it. So, um, yeah, that was fantastic. The, the course, that was an absolutely phenomenal condition. It was like walking Axminster carpets. The greens were just so pure. Really, really great. That's um, also where the Dubai Irish Open was. Uh, the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open was on there as well this year. Won by Rory McIlroy, which um, we actually, Chris did a recreation of a shot on 18. Um, now, he did actually finish pin high just off the green, but uh, there was a little bit of um, video editing done. Really? It, doesn't look, it looks seamless. I know, Absolutely I know. seamless. To get a ball to land that softly. Yeah, we actually got that throw into the frame in one take, so that we were very proud of It was of really, because like, I have to say, I was amazed that you were able to run from where you started <laughs> the videoing to the green before oh, yeah. the ball had landed. Like uh, It was incredible. Uh, the tripods yeah. <laughs> and remote cameras. <clears throat> Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because we're actually going to do myself and Chris will do a joint podcast review of all the courses and we'll go into more detail about what we did so the cake club was brilliant and we had a bit of lunch there and went off to then play Old Port Marnock so this was probably one of the best days of golf I've ever had in terms of like two courses like that I don't think I, I don't think I can find a much better combo of 36 holes in one day um, the wind was 
significantly different from playing inland at the K Club and it was up in two, three, four clubs like a Lynx wind can be at any one time, you know, you know how it goes. Um, so much so that on the first tee we were downwind, I hit three iron and uh, on game golf I checked it, it went 307. So that, that'll give you an idea. We were hitting drivers two, 210. What was your carry, like 150? Probably about 110. <laughs> I, we, got, we got there early, which was kind of helped. They, and we said, listen, we're just checking in. We're going to go in and chill in the clubhouse for a while. And they said, well, look, you can go off now if you want. Um, or you can wait till your tea time and be behind a whole load of four balls and maybe take six hours for the round. So we said, that's grand. We'll go right now. So we jumped on the tee. I grabbed a three iron. I, I, I do remember the first hole quite well in Port Marnock. Not all of them, even though I've played it a few times over the years. It's been a while. So I actually hit a very good running draw and I think Chris was just like, wow, that's not stopping at all. And so off we went, played that magnificent course, like course was in fabulous condition. Chris, um, he struggled with the link screens actually over the weekend. He's very much at home on Parkland style courses. Um, so, he, so much so that he shot, I think 77 and 80 in the two Parkland courses we played and the links courses, he was several shots higher. So, um, but I guess that's just an advantage we have, having grown up in it yeah I think it's an acquired taste as well some people just you know some people can use you know and and people like you know people with big high ball flights prefer the parklands rather than kind Mm -hmm. of hitting the concrete and seeing the bloody thing go you know so it's a different mentality it's a different way of playing golf he he can flight the ball down and he did at times I just don't think it's as, as instinctive a reaction for him in certain shot situations to go I actually have, you know, this is the way, this is, there's only one real way to play the shot. Putter from 75 yards off the green. But <laughs> it can be, like, okay, so, it, it just for us, it's because, there are so many ways to play shots on links golf courses, but in general, it's, you know, if you're into the wind, you've got to choke down a club, play it low, and get it underneath the wind. There's a par, it was the 14th or the 15th, the par 3 along by the sea, and uh, Chris turns to me and goes, oh, what's the difference the distance? I gave him the distance, he goes, 7 iron, I went... Well, do you want me to go full caddy on this? He goes, no, no, I'm just seeing what you think. I was like, go ahead. Knowing full well, he hadn't a hope of getting this anywhere near. So, like, the wind was into and off the left. And uh, the seven iron got up in the wind. And the wind just swatted it away, like, 30 yards short and right. And uh, I took a five iron, went down, you know, down the grip in it, and hit a low one. And ended up being three foot from the pin. Nearly had a hole in one. So, he was like, what did you hit a six iron? I went, no, 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 a like, small five iron. He goes, What? Now, our iron distances were broadly similar over the weekend, so it helped. Like, we're not competing, we're playing as friends, you know, we're giving each other clubs, so... Um, but, like I said to him, I said, look, we, you know, we've had to learn how to not screw up on Lynx courses over the years, and we still learn how to not screw up on Lynx courses, like, even playing a car, and there's shots where you go, I should not have done it, I should not have played it like that, you know, and you learn as you go along, and I think that's the thing about it, Lynx is just experience, 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 and when you get onto Lynx golf courses, then knowing the course helps you even more because you can match that experience with how to play certain shot types with knowing where to play that certain shot type to on a certain links course will really help you score or give you the or, or help you avoid the bad scores which is the thing that um that was one thing about poor marnik it was so easy to make a double bogey from nowhere and um, scary scary easy to make double bogey so that was a really enjoyable day. Finished in you know lovely bright sunny evening. Went home and we had an early start again in the morning for Clean Castle and uh, Will joined us for that. Um, so unfortunately that was in the rain. It was misty misty rain. It wasn't too heavy that we got completely saturated. And uh, loved that course to bits. 
first time I played it. We walked it before for the Solheim Cup. Yeah. Um, you've played it before. Yeah, I played it a few times. I love that course. But um, I hadn't. So such, such a hard course. I. Yeah. It's hard because every green has sections trouble around it. Mm, okay. You yeah. you you cannot um, on most court on most holes you're going to be hitting maybe six five five six seven iron in. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to be pretty precise. You know, it's not like when you play that, if you were playing that off the forward four tees and you can hit a drive and be maybe hitting an eight or a, a nine wedge. or a wedge yeah. in, yeah. Then, then you have a chance of it stopping and all the rest. But when you're 160, 170, 180 out mm. on a par four and there's bunkers front right, bunkers front left, maybe water over the back, you got to be pretty damn accurate. Yeah, um, yeah. Like that's that's what I find difficult about well, that's uh, but there's some stunning. Holes, the thing so is, it is it's a it's a Jack Nicklaus design, so it's a, a greens and regulation monster. It's like hit your greens and you're going to do pretty well around here. Miss your greens, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. And let's get let's just try get this across to the uh, the listeners. The bunkers around this golf course are quite deep. They can be and they're large from left to right, yeah, and front to back. They're large. Yeah, they are. Some of them can be you know seven, eight, nine foot deep. Like they're they're monsters at times. Um, the rough wasn't too juicy, but it was certainly you know it was significantly and could affect the ball if you were in it. Um, You'll always find it. Yes, I I, I always yeah. find it, like it's a fair course in that you probably won't use the sleeve of golf balls around it if you no. keep it out of the water. It was quite generous um, off the tee, you know. But it's it, it's 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 a really clever golf course. The only problem I have, and I think you guys got buggies, is that actually you get really tired by yeah. about the twelfth, the thirteenth, fourteenth. Because the walks between each hole can be quite considerable. Yeah, you can have you can have up to quite a few holes, 100, 150, 200 yard walks between them, which you know that adds up the whole way around. You know, you're adding basically another nine holes. <laughs> yeah, it could easily be another nine holes, another two two thousand yards anyway to your to your round over a normal golf course. So we got a buggy. Will Will wanted to walk with his power caddy, so he was happy with that, but. After playing fifty four holes in the previous thirty six hours or something, we said in this now, like we've got to get a buggy. So, um, didn't feel too bad about that at all, and it helps keep you dry. But loved it. Um, the greens were brilliant. Loved them because they tricked us all three of us the whole way around. Like there's a bit of learning in them, and there were slopes that you thought, oh, this is only going to play two balls outside, and it ends up being a four foot break. So, um, that was kind of a cool interesting challenge you know for the weekend the greens in the k club the greens in the island and port Martin, they're links greens very subtle breaks if anything um the wind is a factor at times uh but you know they're links greens so there's, there's no huge borrows or breaks the greens in the k club were beautifully readable so true and um if you hit a good put, if you missed a putt it was your fault not the greens, you know, your fault. You you've missed, you've made a misread or a bad stroke. Did you accept that when you missed? Uh, did you accept that when you missed any puts on? on, on uh, in the K course? club, yeah. Oh, like we we discussed this early <laughs> on. Obviously, somebody else's fault. <laughs> no, well, yeah, the, the butterfly flapping its wings in uh, Chile or something like that. No, look, the, yeah, we we talked about this the whole way around how pure those greens were, and we just said, look, if you're missing a put here, some you know it's operator error. There's nothing wrong with the the surface at all. They were phenomenal. The ones in Sorry, Killeen Castle, they were stunning shape as well, but a, just a, more of a challenge to read and figure out. So it was an enjoyable um, enjoyable situation to, to take on that challenge. 
the ball did not fly very far off the tee with that rain coming down. But golf balls do not oh, like great. rain. Well, uh, were you we were off the middle or back? We were off the whites. Now, I think they were sort of pushed up towards the greens. Okay. So, uh, I mean, look, the... It's uh, not quite society, but not not, not the black course. <laughs> oh, God, no. Look, the, the black course is a phenomenal course. I think it's one of the longest courses in Europe, or so the guy in the shop um, was telling us. Uh, so, like, I think it's seven seven thousand six hundred yards or somewhere about that. It's savage. So they do a golf tournament every so once one Sunday every month. Once month, yeah. Called Black Sunday, where you can go out and the winning score is usually in the mid twenties of Stableford points, which is a phenomenal. I guess most of that's coming off like par threes or you know maybe par fives where you yeah. You know. I mean, like the just one of the par threes stretches to two forty three when you go to the blacks. It's like. Okay, there be, could be a, could be a driver. Could genuinely be a driver of a hole. Um, the black, some of the black tees are just scary. You're looking at a hole going, okay, this is reasonably big, and then the black tees are 100 yards back or 110 yards back, and it's, you just go, I, can I even reach the fairway off those blacks? Um, we heard that Danny Willett's played around there and has shot a level par round, which is really impressive considering the green complexes and the pure the sheer length of the course off the blacks. Um. Yeah, I know we should take it on, but I would not like to take it on unless it's been bone dry for about two weeks in advance. There's a bit of run on the ball. Yeah, well, I heard people playing it, and I've been wanting to do it for a few years now. We haven't got a chance to go up, and I've I've heard guys who have done it really good, like two, three, four handicap guys, and they're like, "Oh, it's a driver three wood, and you'll still be short for most of it." Mm. You know, that's like he's. They were like, "You can pretty much leave most of your clubs at home because you're only going to need." you know, the, the very longest ones. And what you're actually trying to do is to get anywhere within 60 yards, 50 yards, to try and put a wedge in your hand. Just on a par four. Yeah. yeah, just to get up and down, mm. you know, give yourself a chance. You can, then, you can honestly add nine or ten to the par of the course, I'd say, to make, like, it would, it would genuinely have to be playing par 82. Out of uh, all four of the courses that you played... I'm not answering favorite. this question. <laughs> um... No, I still haven't made my mind up. I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not answering that. Can you... Which out of the two links courses did you prefer? Yeah, we're still live. No, I can't. I know <laughs> we're still live. But the thing... Okay, the thing... Right, I said this to Chris. Is like, I'm not rating them against each other because the island and, the, and Port Marnock are very different style links golf courses. The island is much more undulating, up and down, big dunes on either side. Whereas Port Marnock is very significantly flat. You know, there's small undulations on the fairways and small rises and drops, but like they'd be okay. They'd let me ask easiest. it a different way. You have one one round left in and your to play, life. Yeah, what okay. one are you going between back the to? islands and Port Marnock? No, no, just out of all four of them. You have uh, one round left. You're dying after the 18th hole, which thankfully for you is 104 shots later, so you'll have plenty of time. Uh, which is which is the first tee that you're standing up on? Yeah, you have to have a gut. Yeah, on okay. I, you know, I would play Port. I'd play Port Marnock. I love it. It's just you can play so many different shots around the place. It's a lot more. It's more of a blank canvas to play golf on. There's yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. I don't know. It does to me. Like it's. I don't it's think any place, of our listeners are going to no. be surprised that you went with the links course. It's a place. Fair. It's a place you can be more expressive on. I think rather than the island, which you know, on certain holes funnels you down in certain directions, but. Uh, yeah. So how do people listen to this being the very brief 
Uh, oh, stop. Yeah. Version I tried, of Hot I tried, Weekend. I tried, I tried. So, the very brief version. How do people get to hear the very long version? Well, it won't of we'll, we'll, try, we'll try. We'll probably keep it to maybe like eight, ten minutes of course. I don't know. We'll, I'll talk to Chris about it. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll release it on our channel. He'll release it on his webpage, nolangup.com, and through their iTunes, etc., etc. Um, it'll just be released on ours as, an, as another podcast. Okay, so a podcast GTS and that no laying up for people to to follow both both of the shows and to to keep an eye on uh, on that. Quickly, Lots of, you got uh, a photos. you got a bit of golf in there on the weekend off the white tees. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Glenn of the Downs have decided that they're going to uh, from now on just use the back sticks for uh, the majors and the ma- uh, medal competitions each week, which I think is a good idea. Um, the white tees, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Um, you're certainly it feels. A shorter course, um, the rough is pretty juicy. Mm. Um, Does that that grow up like just the regular rough? Yeah, the regular rough now. You know, if you get into it, like, uh, well, let me think. I well, anyway, I had thirty-seven points. I, I I scratched the eighteenth. I reckoned I needed forty to to a get a cut and b mm. to potentially win it. Um, so I ended up going for it. I made not a total hands of it, but I, I I got unlucky with two of the pots. Bang, well, one horseshoe out, and the other hit the back of the cup and bounced back out. And even the lads were like, "That's ridiculous." If anybody wants that golf ball, it's now currently in the back of the pond on eighteen <laughs> because the best stroke I hit all day was the connection with the putter to the back of its arse, and I went straight into the water. Oh, one of your uh, full swing putter, yeah, no, no, that, fuck, that that thing was not staying in my bag. I was so angry, and um, I played so well for most of the round. But the 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 interesting thing is that um, for us. And for, for me at the weekend, it made all the par fives much more obtainable. Like I was two under for the four par fives. I, mm. I birdied, I birdied, yeah, the front two on the front nine, and I parred the back two. Like what? Three, um, three of them effectively become just long par fours. Uh, except thirteen. The, the the key to it though is that you absolutely have to make the fairway if you're mm. going to go forward in two. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the the risk. And then you say, do you take three wood and make sure you're on? which then may push you further back and then you can't go. So it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a real, the clever thing I found about it, and we were talking, myself and the two guys I was playing with, we were talking around the course and we kept saying, it's not as easy as you think. It's just because length, you, your accuracy has to be much better. Mm. You then all of a sudden, like on the eighth hole, I hit a drive uh, and it was just short of the bunkers and left myself no more than... 75 I think to the middle if even yeah if yeah. even and now all of a sudden the pin was at the back and it was downwind and it was do I hit a full wedge do I do I hit a three quarter kind of bump and run mm. you know so now all of a sudden you're thinking of your shots you're thinking of what do I have to do differently you know there's so many and the guys kept saying it they were like um, you know for you it's clearly a problem because you've ended up between two clubs on repeated occasions. Because I could have been between a nine iron or an eight iron or an eight iron and a and a you know something else, depending on the shot type. Mm. But the par threes are certainly easier. I play the par three. Uh, sorry, the par fives are certainly easier. The par threes I buggered up all all day. Thirty seven points. I think it was eighty one overall. Um, it's going to be a case that you're going to end up going out, and you are going to have. 76s, 78s, 79s, mm. and I don't think, like, 79, if I had had 79, I think I would have had 40, I'd have had 40 points or something anyway, yeah, that would be right, 
I'd have had 40 points and I don't think I would have won it. Mm. So that puts it. So CSS went to 37. I saw that. It was it was interesting. I thought the CSS would have ended up being a little lower to the competition scratch scratch score for anybody in the States who doesn't know what that is or outside of Ireland and the UK. It was, it's only one better than one better than the par of the course. It's because if you're not on the fairway, it's brutal. You, you're not getting it to the green in a lot of the holes, mm. you know, and that's the difference. There was, you know, uh, the 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 third in Glen of the Downs bunkers along the left, rough along the left, long long rough on the left, out of bounds on the right, trees on the right, mm. and now I hit a good drive. I was right in the middle of the fairway. Uh, I was a hundred out. Uh, one of our playing partners, he hit his and he rolled into the rough and it was sitting down and he was playing off, like I think he was off 13, 12, 13. Uh, so good guy, good good player. And he tried to hit a, he tried to hit like an eight iron eight and it didn't, it just popped up like, you know, that's, oh. that's because if you get to it, it's sitting down, it's, it's not clean behind the ball. Mm. So now we have to learn different shots, different ideas of how to play golf. And it's the same with the par fives. I didn't. Ha- I went off the fairway on the the sixth, and I ended up looking at it, going, "I can't actually hit anything more than an eight iron on this." Now mm. it suited me anyway because I was going to hit up. an eight iron yeah. to lay up because I don't particularly usually go for the green on that hole if if I'm off the fairway mm-hmm. because there is water within kind of a hundred yards out, so you have to be careful. Um, but no, it's it, it's a very different different thing. I think the CSS will will not stray too much from 37 38 mm. I think but, this is um, good I, I, this is something we've said for a long time over the years um, in our d- many 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 discussions about our golf club that it needs to be toughened up and giving the rough just the regular rough to the sides of the fairways a chance to grow and give the course a bit of defence because until now it's been in a wide open field with just the, uh, the rough's been quite benign the theory behind it as I understand it from the time that I was up in the club at the weekend is that this is going to the the guys in category one like you and I. People are going to be on the fairway, and people are going to be able to maybe hit wedges in, which means that you're going to have to hit fairways up more. I think I had eighty one percent fairways in regulation at the nice. weekend. You have to hit the fairway. You have to hit the green because the guys on five or six or seven are probably going to come in with you know thirty eight, thirty nine, forty, forty one points, which in itself puts pressure on you within the within the, the, the tournament to go mm. 40 isn't probably going to win this I'm going to need 41 maybe 42 so now all of a sudden you're not just working to 36 points you're working in your head to 38 39 the second thing is that um, with that comes its pressure to hit fairways and hit good shots mm. and it also then has a mental thing of oh my god okay I'm standing on the, the 16th and I'm actually only 4 over for today yeah, you know, and or then, I already have you know, thirty six or thirty seven, yeah. thirty eight points. So it's, it's, it's going it's, to be jittery. It's, it's, you're going to have to deal with those nerves, and you're going to have to deal with the the expectation that you're no longer hitting. But the the flip side is that the guys who are off twenty or twenty one or twenty two mm. are now hitting fairways themselves on holes that even their best drive they can't get to. Like one of the guys said to me, he thought it was a great idea because he's a twenty two handicap. And he said, normally I can't get over the water on 10, mm. off the blues. Okay. He said, now off the whites, I can. Mm. So now all of a sudden I have a chance to get to the fairway on 10. I have a chance to get to a fairway on the 13th on the par 5. Mm. He's like, I know it's index 1, but for you guys who are long hitters, 
you know, even short-ish hitters can just about get to it. And he mm. was like, I'm 22 mm. handicap. It's going to take me three shots to get to the top of the hill. You know, I have two shots in this hole. That's the nature of what, how bad this, for, you know, how tough that hole is for mm-hmm. him. Now he said to me um, uh, when we played the 13, he was like, it's a different game now for me because I was able to hit the fairway. Mm-hmm. I was able to even, I was able to get it to the fairway. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. And he said on six holes in Glen of the Downs, he couldn't see his ball land on some holes because of the, the distance between the tee box off the blues and the start of the fairways. And he said, now all of a sudden, I can not only see it land, but I actually have a serious chance of just getting it to the to the fairway. Mm. Which, to be fair, and I said it to him, so I'm not saying anything I didn't say to his face, I said, to be honest, I never thought about that. And he said, yeah, you do, don't, because you hit your drives 230, 240, 250, 260. Mm. There's very few holes anywhere in the world that you probably won't get to the beginning of a fairway with. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you don't think about it, but the guys who are much higher do struggle and with that makes their day and with, really, really tough and with the rough growing up then it's a it's a big challenge because then their second shot is from juicy rough which is difficult to escape to get to the fairway and and it's going to make guys that go out and can shoot 63 64 after handicap in a medal off the blues more likely to win it than somebody coming in with a 61 or a 60 playing off 22 or 23 because all of a sudden the mental bit is going to be, oh my God, I'm so much further back. And I think that's, I mm. think they're trying to balance out for the good guys and for the, the yeah. higher handicappers to give everybody a fair crack of the whip. Well, I think the other good thing actually about having that 40, 41, 42 as a target is when you do go back to the back sticks and you're on a good round, you're not afraid of those low scores. You know, that, that you don't get that jitters when you're on a low score then. You're just like, oh, I've done this a million times before. I'm quite happy where I am. Let's keep going. Let's keep knocking in the, let's keep knocking at, in the shots. Like. At the end of the day, the CSS is what determines mm-hmm. what the standard scratch for the day is. So Absolutely. we all work towards 36. You go and play Colleen off the back sticks, CSS is probably 22 or 23 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. You go and play a very linksy course, downwind, hard, hard fairways that you're pretty much able to get everything within inches of the green maybe it's 42 43 Mm. so it's what it is on the day and the css should allow you to have a fair and balanced Mm -hmm. way as i said like i had 37 points i would have got cut last week if that had been off the blues it was off the whites i didn't get cut Mm. i had to have 30 would have gotten a small cut you know so it's 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 going to be interesting there was guys at the weekend very good players up in our place. Guy won the Scratch Cup a couple of weeks ago, you know, with the 72, 71. He went up last week. He had, I think, was it not, 31 points? Not a lot points. of, yeah. You know, so that's, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's just, it's a different... It's, uh, it's an interesting one. They're, they're starting to look at expanding some of the tee boxes and combining and running the blue tee boxes into the whites, maybe having a couple of black tee boxes, inverted commas. Yeah, like it's 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 money and it's it's trying to find ways of of changing the course and keeping it fresh and keeping it and they are going to look at merging as you say the the, the white tee boxes with the blue and then they can move the whites mm. much further back they can move the blues forward they can do a lot more um but it look it's it it's interesting it takes for us a different there's some holes that you don't now have to worry about certain problems so on the 5th I fired it straight down the right-hand side, knowing that I was never going to hit that bunker on the right. Uh, Last yeah, yeah. week, 
two weeks ago on the blues, you're thinking I could catch the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I was able to sail straight over the, the left edge of it and go, I'm not going to hit that. And you, you take know? a little hop to the left, you're in the fairway, and you've a shot straight down the throat of the but green. But then at the same time, you look at the one on you know on the second hole, you're looking at two, two, two three bunkers that are straight in your eye line if you're not looking at kind of cutting too much off the dog leg. You're looking at those two bunkers that if you hit a good drive, you could be in them. Yeah. Same with three. you know. So all of a sudden, there's a difference of... I never really had to think about those bunkers. Now I'm thinking about them. Mm. Did have to think about that bunker. I'm no longer thinking about them. So it's 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 just interesting. I'm going to hold reserve position until the end of the year to see how it is. Um, but it was a lot of fun because it was a lot of fun for me. I was able to hit a lot of drivers and I was hitting a lot of seven, uh, eight, nine and wedges into greens. Mm. And uh, that, that was the difference. So look, let's talk about a very brief uh, look at the news because uh, what we were meant to talk for a brief time has now lasted slightly longer for people. So Jason Day, Shane Lowry have withdrawn for the Olympics due to the Zika virus. It's a um, it's now the top three players from both Ireland, Australia, South Africa to have all withdrawn. Um, I think maybe next week, Barry, you and I might have a longer discussion about this because mm. I think we have theories on this and we'd love to hear from listeners at podcast GTS what your views on on these withdrawals it just seems that nobody else in any other sport seem to be withdrawing at the same rate nor nor do any of the lady golfers well lady golfers and there doesn't seem to be a huge amount i know jordan spieth is wavering at the moment but there doesn't seem to be a huge of other golfers french spanish you know italian there's a lot of other countries that don't seem to be pulling out quite at the rate so uh, let us know what you guys think about, about all the withdrawals from the Olympics. Uh, all conspiracy theories welcome. Absolutely. The Greenberg Classic has been cancelled due to the serious flooding has basically destroyed the course and ripped a load of the uh, the, the stands and everything down. Mm. I feel sorry for the members and uh, the, the, the guys who are out in the Greenberg Classic area because it's it's just so unfortunate for them. Like It's just been destroyed because yeah, of the flooding. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not just that we forget the golf course where there's a lot of people whose lives have been affected and people have died from the flooding. It's um it's a massive massive tragedy. There's some, like sixty thousand homes have been ruined. So, um, we wish everybody the best over there and um, it has meant it recovers that quickly. The Open Championship spot that was due to be awarded there is now going to go to the uh, Barracuda Championship and. Uh, it's if the top finisher, not already in the Open and finishing in top five, earns a spot in the Open. And I suppose just talking about Open qualifying, there was this week, uh, as Barry alluded to, the final qualifyings um, tournaments that was taking place. And uh, you have who got through. Some names that people will be very familiar with and others perhaps not so much. But yeah, let's build. Okay, so at the Gales Lynx Golf Course... Uh, Oscar Ar- Arvidsson, Scott Fernandez, and Monty made it through. The guy who you said at the start went out in day one and had like a 64. He did. Um, this is all, it's not 36 it. in one day, was it? Or is it two well, sorry, yeah. like the first 18 yeah, and yeah. 64 and absolutely blitzed it and uh, coasted it in. Here's, here's like the CSS for that round was 76. So he beat the CSS by 12 shots. Good thing he doesn't have a handicap. (laughs) Okay, so and uh, yeah, Monty at the Open. So uh, first time since 2010, and they're saying. Show what's beautiful about this: 
we won't have to listen to him in the commentary box in Sky for the you Thursday or Friday. Uh, I'd say they'll do what he'll uh, probably do what uh, Paul McGinley does play in the morning come in. in the afternoon yeah, yeah, yeah. or play in the afternoon. Uh, no, the oh, fair play to him. Great shooting. Like, well done. Um, I love the fact, though, that every time they kept going on various networks, oh, and Colin Montgomery has gotten into the open. Probably the last time he'll play it in open. <laughs> it's like, geez, they don't hold out much hope for him to do it again next year, the year after. I honestly got the guys a group golfer. Like, I mean, he's played a Lynx course as well. I, I noticed that was the start well. on Sky Sports. That's yeah. what the first bit was. And then they changed it at the next bulletin and said the last time he'll probably play at um, at, at uh, True. Yeah. So I think uh, okay. I think it was... They went, oh, wait, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put in a saver. Okay, so a trio of Englishmen qualified from Hillside Golf Club. Jack Senior and then Paul Howard and Dave Copeland got through after a playoff, um, a five-man playoff. So those three guys are going to the Open Championship. Then in Royal Sankport Golf Club, Matthew Southgate, Stephen Alker and James Heath qualified to play. And uh, the one we have most interest in uh, was the Marquez course, which is uh, also known as Paul Dunn's play, Playground, because this is the third year in a row he's won the qualifying from there to get into the Open. So it was Paul Dunn, followed by Ryan Evans, and Robert Rock got through uh, in a playoff over Aaron Rye. So uh, yeah, we're delighted to see Dunner back in the Open, which is great. Yeah, like it was funny when I saw it, I said it to you earlier that I thought Paul Dunn was automatically in from last year, but uh, I forgot how the last round was that actually knocked him out of uh, of a, an automatic return yeah and in fact uh, I thought he won highest uh, amateur and of course no, I that think, wasn't the case I either it, I don't I think, think it was Ollie Schneider um, but Dunner tweeted earlier he said anybody want to play for a tenor on the Marquez course <laughs> no, yeah, um, no thank you so uh, I suppose just rounding up everything to do with the Open Muirfield is um, going to re-vote on allowing female members this is after the fact that they obviously didn't reach the quota, uh, the two-thirds uh, quota on the last occasion to allow female members and immediately were removed from the Open Championship rota. So they are now going back to the members to see if they yeah. can overturn this. This is kind of um, analogous to the Brexit, isn't it? They, 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 took, they took the vote, they got what they wanted, and now they realised, oh shit, that's come with consequences that we didn't quite consider. I think that the consequences that I understand reading this in financial papers last week was that in fact... One of the big problems they have is that their tourist numbers have dropped like a stone yeah. due to a lot of people not willing to play in a course that doesn't have that. Has that, uh, has that, and a lot of big name tour companies from the US and Japan and Asia have not uh, kept Muirfield on, which would take a sizable chunk of money out of the kitty of the club. Absolutely. So I, I think money talks um, in these instances, and I'd say that you'll probably find that this will go through on this occasion probably 96% or 97% vote well I'm guessing that the uh, yeah. the, the, the 43% or the 36% whatever it was are going to be asked to not turn up on the day mm. uh, Royal Troon are holding their vote on Friday but it is expected to be um, passed to allow female members I don't think Royal Troon would make the same mistake to you know that that Muirfield has done well, especially after seeing what happened to Muirfield. I think the uh, the warning signs are strong enough to kind of nudge them in the right direction. Well, I'm sure Royal Troon are happy to have Muirfield as the uh, the guinea pig on that one, and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, they're not going to make that mistake. Let's move on to the LPGA. We're playing the Walmart um, Northwest Arkansas Championship presented by P and G at the Pinnacle Golf and Country Club in Rogers, Arizona. It was played over the six thousand. 
386-yard par 71, and Lydia Ko yet again has turned out to be the winner, who won by three shots from Morgan Prezel and uh, Candy Kong. Um, Ko shot a 62 in her second round, coming home in seven under par, twi- uh, seven under par 28 strokes, with five birdies and an eagle on the 18th, which is just phenomenal yep. golf. Um, That's video game stuff. And, she um, has a serious amount of wins. I saw a thing comparing her, her career victories to like Suzanne Pedersen and all these huge name pros who have been around for years, and she's hunting them down very fast. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable for the age that she is, and uh, congratulations to her. Nice to see Morgan Presel and uh, Candy Kong fighting hard, but... Uh, well done to Lydia Ko. The European Tour, the BMW International Open, was played over in Germany. It was played over the 7,229-yard par 72. And uh, Crimea River, Henrik Stenson won after uh, withdrawing with a neck and knee issues uh, from the US Open the following week when he couldn't be arsed, turning up to finish out the last two holes where he knew he was going to miss the cut. However, he obviously uh, has a very good doctor and, more importantly, a lot of time on the practice range because he, to be fair, went out and played some superb golf over at the BMW uh, to win. I suppose what all the listeners, Barry, uh, want to know is, one, did you have money on him? And two, have you actually calmed down with your excitement at Henrik Stenson winning last week? I did not have money on him. He was. That's why he won. Yeah, yeah probably. I think so. I mean, I, pro- I should probably send He should him give invo- you some of his winnings. I should send him an invoice for, yeah, whatever. I don't think he's going to care too much. Um, no, he was very short odds. I wasn't uh, interested in that. Sure, you're never really sure if somebody is citing a neck and knee injury. It could have been... <clears throat> Yeah, I know, but look, you just don't know. So Call me Mr. Cynical, eh? The other thing is, he's after coming away from a week where he's played pretty poorly, and when he's short odds, do you expect him to go on and win the next week? Oh, not always. Not very, not very, not very regularly. I'm going to not so. lie to you, Barry, and I won't lie to the listeners. I have zero enjoyment seeing Henrik Stenson last week. Uh, win last week due to his behaviour at the US Open yeah I, w- I wasn't uh, whooping and hollering put it that way I completely agree with you I thought it was disgraceful behaviour what he did at the US Open just go out there finish up the la- finish off those two holes just don't, don't go out for a warm up then just show up throw a few wedges you probably play better if you don't do a warm up to be I mean, perfectly just, honest just, just hit, hit three woods and, 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 and just whatever hit, just get it over th- the line hit three or just... four wedges on the hole and get it done yeah I don't know look he um, yeah he shouldn't have done it he should have really apologised for it actually as well because it's um, it was bad behaviour very unprofessional so well, he has won anyway so ultimately um, he, he, he won it out of the course of the, the weekend, um, a little bit of difficulty in getting the competition finished. 36 holes on Sunday. Um, mm. you know, So he obviously hit form on Sunday, which probably helps when you have to play 36 holes. Um, nice to show a bit of form there. Three shots clear of Olsen and Fickart. Um, you know, it, anybody other than Henrik Stenson that kind of caught your eye? Any any talking points over the weekend that you said mm, that's that's something to keep an eye on? Um, just the the two hole in ones. I didn't really see much of it live, to be honest. I was um, kind of busy with golf, uh, my own golf and golf courses. So uh, Sergio Garcia and Richie Ramsey both made holes in one. Um, Richie Ramsey won a nice BMW car and Sergio Garcia won a seven night voucher for any Hills and Hotel worldwide 
<laughs> our flights included. Yeah, listen, I wouldn't mind if we won those kind of prizes for holes and won our thing, you know, our competitions. So, um, ah, happy days. It's probably the kind of thing that Garcia will just give to a charity. Oh, sorry, I should say. Sorry. Yeah. Go, go forget about it. I don't actually care about the BMW anymore. No. Um, I was at an event on uh, Saturday night and uh, another uh, charity auction, uh, charity ball thing, and uh, I picked up a very nice signed photo from the 2014 Valhalla Open that Rory McIlroy won signed with two photos of the 2014 Open Championship with him with the Claret Jug signed. And so the frame signed. The, it seems like everything was everything signed. Everything is everything <laughs> is signed and everything is framed and there's a big plaque in the middle that says that it was donated uh, by Rory to the foundation. He also signed um, that too. Yeah, he did possibly. not sign that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, a really cool thing. You are pretty lethal at these silent auctions, or uh, yeah, or really stupid, or I just don't know how to actually bid on things at a proper price. So actually delighted. We were going to make a donation because it was for motor neuron disease. So we were actually had always planned to give a donation, and then when I saw some of the prizes, you made a purchase I instead. Said, well, you know what? My money is going to a good cause, and I also get something for my office. So uh, that's a win. Sorry, British. totally forgot about that earlier. That's far more important than boohoo Henrik Stenson winning in the BMW International PGA Tour. The Quicken Loans National was played a congressional over the Blue Course in Maryland, seven thousand five hundred and sixty-nine yard par seventy-one. And Billy Hurley, the third, won by three shots. And there's a nice story behind Billy Hurley, um, you know, and I think, Barry, you might... Sir, yeah, his time serving in the Navy and the congressional tournament being focused on the, the guy, sorry, people in the, ser- uh, the service? The armed forces. The armed forces, there we go. Yeah. That have given their time and service to, the, uh, to America. So it is a tournament always aimed at that. And mm. Tiger Woods is very much involved in this tournament and... It's it's always focused about the troops. It's about the guys who have gone, and they they yeah. very much integrate all of them at at the Quicken Loans. Uh, it's not just where Titleists release more of their gear. It, there is um, there's more a, to there's it. A, so. Yeah, there's a good element to it, um, and we all know the tiger, Tigers' um, fascination with the Navy SEALs um, uh, due to his father's involvement in the Armed Forces. But yeah, no, a really good story. Like Billy Hurley supposedly one of the really really good guys on tour and everybody loves him had a you know tough year last year with his father disappearing and eventually uh, found committed suicide but um this is one of those real nice stories and all the commentators are saying this this is you'll, you'll be hard pushed to find a better one all year long and he finished he played superb on sunday oh my god he played so well and they capped off like he was he was one shot ahead, hold a beautiful chip chip shot of 15, which was just played perfectly, like checked up on the top of the hill, released out down into the hole. Lovely pull on, you know, long pull on 16, gave him a cushion on the last two holes. Missed a short one on 17 for birdie, but was able to just get it home nicely on 18. Like Just brilliant, really, really well played. And I think that I suppose, as you were saying, Hurley is currently playing on a conditional status this mm. season because of the incidences that occurred last year. He now has his two-year exemption. So for a guy like that, it takes a huge pressure off him and, and hopefully it's the start of I always love in America you know like the, the like Davis Love the third Billy Hurley the third you know mm. I'm looking forward to like in 20 years time like Billy Hurley the 33rd like there's going to be like it just yeah. do, when do they stop do they stop after like 8 I, I don't and know. decide like you know I tried to work it out one day that I reckon I'm like James Richardson the 6th you know because oh, really? there's been one in every generation that well, we know of well when we go play in America that's your name oh V1 yeah. mate yeah, yeah. V1 that's a pro <laughs> V1 <laughs> <laughs> James James Richardson, Pro V1. 
so no, it's a it's it's a great story. John Han, um, you know, and and Billy Hurley were both Tigers uh, sponsors invites, uh, both finishing first and third. So he knows how to pick them. Eh? If you want your fantasy golf <laughs> picks or your bet, betting picks for the week, get in touch with Tiger or tweet Tiger. Like you never know. Like that's a. Those are two ridiculous sponsors' invites for finishing places. We we were talking earlier about uh, Colin Montgomery. Uh, good weeks for Ernie Els and Vijay Singh. Um, you know, yeah. certainly, certainly guys that we weren't quite expecting at the Quicken Loans to uh, to compete. But uh, nice to see them in a bit of form. And um, are Ernie Els, Vijay, are they on their way to the Open? I think they are. Are they? Did they get in? I think there was a few uh, that got through there. Excuse me, but, uh, you caught me. You caught me on a words there. Sorry, yeah. Bill Haas, Ernie Els, Webb Simpson are on the way to the. They had open qualifying. They were qualified already. So Billy Hurley obviously gets in, but Billy Hurley's not going to go to the open. He's going to his sister's wedding, which is on the Saturday of the open. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could probably play Thursday, Friday, and still make the Saturday wedding. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's actually fully committed to just going to the wedding. So, um, be interesting to see if the the Open Championship kind of give him a deferred status till next year. Or, uh, uh, I don't know if the Open is that Jordan. generous. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I suppose we Sorry, shouldn't. Yeah. V- Vijay and John Rahm get into the Open as does Harold Varner because remember Harold Varner on eighteen. Uh, Harold Varner the, the third. The sorry. third. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just refuse. Yeah, I'm not going to refuse to say these guys the third, but anyway, Harold Varner the third uh, made a put on 18, and his caddy knew that that got him into the open, so he was pretty pumped. Well, if you're going to be Ernie Els or Vijay Singh hitting a bit of form into tournaments that they'd like, you know, Ernie at the open, you know, could he do a Tom Watson on it and uh, roll back the years? We'll just have to wait and see. And um, I suppose the last bit to say about the quick and loans was the uh, huge presence of Tiger. Back mm. at, at a tournament, and uh, I heard the very good interview that he was giving to Nick Faldo and uh, the guys on is it CBS uh, or Fox mm-hmm. or whatever guys do it over there, and just talking about how you know he really doesn't know if he's playing this year. That uh, at this stage, I'd say it's you know low. it's it, it's it's fairly low. Reading between the lines, I I certainly got the impression that it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think he will probably pick. A few small tournaments, perhaps, to to just try and hone his skills. Um, maybe maybe some sort of the California swing early next year. Yeah, could, could be a target. Well, if you're going to pick somewhere like Pebble Beach for the pro am, you know that's not a bad place. A bit there of pressure go. will be off. Gets bit of three fun, rounds. Three rounds mm. guaranteed. Um, he keeps talking about having to hit golf balls. Um, you know, and that that's part of the job. It's quite clear that from what you can hear him say is that he's being told you rush this. You're not coming back on the next one. Mm-hmm. You do your back a fourth time, you're done. Um, so it's it, it it was interesting to see, especially where he was around, and that there was obviously a lot more pre- pressure for him mm. to talk about it. That we got more information, I think, this week than we perhaps got previously. No, it's good. It's um, good. And it's a huge building process, and I think there's a lot of good sentiment around Tiger and wanting to see him back now at this stage because it's been so long. I think people realise we're missing him from the game. I'd love to see him back competing well, against... I actually think that the thing about it is that now, right now, the more you see like him at the Quicken Loans and the more human he seems to be, mm. the more affable, the more people actually like him. Mm-hmm. I think we always, always, always respected what he did in the game. Yeah. Like, you could not ever take that away. But sometimes there was maybe a... Uh, uh, robotic edge to him yeah just yeah. A, you know that there was less you know human about the whole thing but this 
I think this process and the Quicken Loans, that certainly indicated a bit more human side mm. to him. And I think that perhaps people are kind of warming to him a bit more as well. I have to say, I've warmed a bit more to him. Um, let's look anyway. That's, that's, that's a, a long way you've come from shot at Tiger and play golf. Oh no, I'll never, I'll never back down from that. He deserved that as much as Henrik Stenson deserved uh, this week and last week. No, I, I, I'll call them out, but yeah. I do think that um, I, 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 I've never not appreciated what Tiger Woods can do and what he has achieved. Yeah, it's just sometimes you can be sore winner as well as a sore loser, and I think that perhaps back in the time Tiger just had that kind of invincibility aura around him that it just came across on the TV of. Oh, I have to do a. I have to talk to you now. Okay, but I think he's warmed. I think he may have mm. matured a bit, and I think this probably has taken a little bit of um, the rough edges off him a bit. That actually, you know, it may have come so easy, so quick, and all of the fame at seventeen, eighteen years old mm. that he had that attitude of "I'm just so brilliant." Now it's a kind of I'm in my thirties, you know, forty. I think, in fact. That it's now a case of a bit more maturity, a bit more kind of actually it's not as easy as it once was. Mm. Let's no, look at the PGA. Uh, the LPGA is at the, the Cambia Portland Classic. It's being played at the Edgewater Golf and Country Club in Oregon. 6,476 yard par 72. Brooke Henderson is defending and uh, she Monday qualified for the event and went on to win by eight strokes last year. No Monday qualifying for her. I'd love Monday qualifying to come back properly for the the pga and the european they don't do it as uh don't highlight it that much but it does it does happen uh, they just don't make such a big song and dance about it let's have a quick look then i suppose the european tour the 100th uh open de france is being played at the future rider cup course in paris in france 7249 yard uh par 71 uh, Wiesberger is defending his title. It's actually a really strong field this week as a lot of the European Tour have decided that uh, they're they're going to go and uh, have a look at this. Um, For it, multiple reasons, like, okay, there's the Ryder Cup the next time it's there, but all mo- predominantly because the European Tour have given this enhanced Ryder Cup points and have said that anybody the WGC Bridgestone Invitational, which we'll get to in a minute, does not have any Ryder Cup points for European qualifying attached to it. So the big boys have come to this. Now it's also I think it's also it's the hundredth. Yeah. Uh, uh more prize money. You no, know, there's more prize money. It is the hundredth. It is I think one of the oldest regular events on, mm-hmm. on tour. Um so this is something that um a lot of guys it also will host the Ryder Cup in twenty eighteen, so I think there's an element of that. But I also think that if we remember back to last year and the change of the rules um, around keeping the European status and the European mm-hmm. tour card, this is now something that a lot of the players are ticking off because they're starting a phase plan on playing in Europe, getting ready for the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. And there's probably very little point in playing in basking sunshine in the middle of of uh, uh Ohio, where they may be battered by wind and rain over the next couple of weeks when they get to the Open. So I think there a lot of the players are looking at it that way. But let's have a look at the uh, the betting that's that that that's going, and it will just show how high a caliber event that this is. So leading the betting is no surprise. Rory McIlroy is nine to two. Martin Keimer fourteen to one. Danny Willett eighteen to one. 
Gray McDowell, Lee Westwood are 20 to 1. Uh, Francesco Molinari, Bernd Wiesberger, defending champion, are 22 to 1. Matthew Fitzpatrick and Rafa Cabrera Bello are 25 to 1. Jos Lauten, 28 to 1. Chris Wood, 33 to 1. Andy Sullivan, 33 to 1. Andy's been a naughty boy recently, apparently. I'll tell you about it after the show. People can find out online for themselves. Oh. He's, been, he's been playing away. Um, playing on a different course, a different golf he? course apparently. Yeah. Playing out of the rough in someone else's back garden. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Torbjorn Olison um, is forty to one, along with Jamie Donald- Donaldson, Gregory Bordy forty five to one, Tyrrell Hatton, Victor Dubuisson, Pong Chai Jai Di, Ross Fisher, and Luke Donald are all fifty to one, and the rest of the field are sixty to one and beyond. Uh, any bet? Any idea where you're looking? Or are you bothering? No, I'm horrific at betting. Nobody ever listened to me about golf bet advice ever, ever, ever. All right. Uh, well, there's two tournaments on the PGA Tour this week. Uh, the first, I suppose, is the Barracuda Championship uh, playing at Reno, Nevada. It's going to be played over the 7,472-yard par 72. It's a Jack Nicklaus design. So, as uh, as we know, wide fairway, small greens, and... Um, it is at altitude, so it's going to be uh, it, it's going to play a lot shorter than the seven thousand four hundred and seventy-two yards. JJ Henry Hen, Henry defends, and uh, this is this is a really interesting one because it's a modified mm. stable for its scoring event, so it does reward that aggressive play. So yeah, hopefully, lots of birdies, lots of eagles, lots of like enhanced double points or something for eagles and albatross. I'm not going to get an albatross, but yeah, anyway, eagles are worth five points, home <laughs> ones, yeah, um, on par fours. So, yeah, uh, aggressive play is highly rewarded here. Um, so, just a quick top few of the betting. Brendan Steele, 10 to 1. Gary Woodland, 14 to 1. John Ram, who's second tournament out at 16 to 1. I think that's a bit of a piss take, to be honest. But um, he showed he's got a bit of game. Uh, Colt Nose, 20 to 1. Graham Delette, back from hopefully his chipping problems, which would be great. Uh, it'd be great to see if he's got sore of them out. 25 to 1. Garrigus Reifer is twenty eight to one, and the rest of the guys are thirty three to one on out. This is a really interesting tournament. These little tournaments like that is where you can go and get a bit of form up mm. and 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 see guy going down there doing well, and then in the next few weeks, uh, the reason it's on is um, the second event is the WGC Bridgestone Invitational at Firestone Golf and Country Club, the South Course in Ohio. It's going to be played over the seven thousand four hundred yard par seventy, and uh, I think for all Irish listeners, this is a big Shane Lowry defending after a superb win last year, and I don't think anybody will forget the the shot up over the tree um, uh, to Which win. Which one? <laughs> the one on eighteen was brilliant through the trees, and the other one was on ten or something. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he 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 will hopefully be looking for a little bit less of a uh, less of a uh, a problem this year. Um, no Ryder Cup points for the Europeans. There are for the Americans, I assume. Um, I didn't hear otherwise, so I'm going to guess. Yes, it's a WGC. I um, would imagine so. Jason Day is leading at eleven to two. Dustin Johnson, eight to one. Jordan Spieth, nine to one. Adam Scott, eighteen to one. Brooks Kepka, twenty to one. Matt Kuchar, twenty-two to one. Um, Jim Furyk, uh, Brandon Grace, Justin Rose, Bubba Watson, twenty-five to one. Shane Lowry, twenty-eight to one. Ricky Fowler and Matsuyama, thirty to one. With Patrick Reed. Zach Johnson, thirty-five to one, and then we're kind of looking at Daniel Berger, Jason Duffner, Phil Mickelson, Charles Swartzel, Louis Ustase, and uh, Paul Casey, all kind of rounding out between kind of forty and fifty to one. Um, it's it's obviously it's a big strong field. It's mm. it's the main 
outside of you know the European Tour event, this is the main event this week. Um, any ideas, Barry? You know, will can Shane Lowry uh, hold on and defend, or is well, it just too much? He's playing phenomenal golf. Why not? Why not? Indeed. Um, I, I get, like I'm not picking. I can't pick golfers at the moment. I couldn't knock snow off a rope at the moment if it comes to, came to a golf bet. So uh, I'm going to sit back, um, keep my powder dry, just watch and enjoy the golf, and uh, hold back my pennies and cents for a couple of bets on the Open Championship in a couple of weeks' time. Perfect. Well, look, I suppose that then brings us to a conclusion. Um, Barry is going to do the podcast with that no laying up, and that will come up on the feed over the next couple of days or or a week or when you guys can organize it and sit down and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose, from your perspective, thank you to all the people who helped organize a weekend of absolute amazing golf. Oh, God, yeah. Well, thank you to all the golf courses. I just give them a special shout out to like the uh, thanks to the islands, the K Club. Port Marnock and Killeen Castle, they were all amazing hosts, made us feel very welcome and um, all presented their golf courses. They were in phenomenal condition. I know I know that gets bandied about a lot, but they really genuinely were in great shape and couldn't recommend any of them enough. And I think that uh, if you go and get onto our Twitter handle at Podcast GTS and that no laying up, you'll see there's a couple of links to some some specials and deals that uh, I think the Ryder Cup course is, has offered. There's a uh, yeah, there's the a great K-Club, special so. in the Cape at the moment. You can get a, a night in a hotel around on both of the golf courses, the Smurfit and the Palmer. Um, was a breakfast and then a fifty euro food voucher as well for maybe dinner, and that's prices for that starting from two hundred ninety five euro. So it's so just like, uh, it's brilliant, brilliant. Like you wouldn't. It's a superb offer, so you you can get that through the uh, App Podcast GTS. Um, We will have a look in greater detail at all the events from this week, next week. If you're playing, have a great time, enjoy it. Um, Hopefully, you'll shoot the lights out. Let us know how you get on. Um, Outside of that, you and I hopefully will get to play over the weekend, Mm -hmm. um, and we will talk to all the listeners again next week. Thank you for downloading. Please go on to iTunes, give us a rating. App Podcast at podcast gts a good talk spoiled um, at gmail.com you'll find us on game golf as well to follow our stats so follow us we'll follow you lots of interaction going on there which is great and uh, we'll talk to you all again next week bye bye well you're fine bye bye